Hello and welcome to So Divine. I'm Megan Skinner. And I'm Stephanie Galling. And this is our monthly astrology and tarot podcast where we take a look at the celestial landscape, what's happening in the stars, we pick a tarot card to fit the vibe, all with an eye towards inspiration and helping you to lead a more conscious life. So hello, Stephanie. Hi, Megan. <laughs> Happy December. Hi. Happy December. <laughs> I can't believe it's December. It's almost the year is almost over and we are about ready to go into 2024. I, any thoughts on, I'm sure this is like too big of a question, but any thoughts you'd like to share about 2023? <laughs> um, I'm glad to have spent another year with you. Oh, thank you. I'm right back at you. And with your friendship and our professional collegiality and doing so divine for yet another year. Definitely feels like I, I, you as well with cherries <laughs> on <you>. top. <laughs> and it also feels like this year was a super duper intense one. So, and of course, we'll be talking about next year in January, but let's wrap it up today by talking about December and let's just dig into the astrology. So we do have a Mercury retrograde this month that actually starts on December 13th and the Mercury retrograde will be in Capricorn going backwards, as we say, into Sagittarius. And what's interesting about this Mercury retrograde, well, there's actually a couple of interesting things about the retrograde. It's number one, it's happening the day after the Sagittarius new moon, and then it goes direct on New Year's Day. So we've definitely got this period of time. So let's talk a little bit about the Mercury retrograde. What does it mean? What about that Capricorn going into Sag energy? Yeah. So just again, those, it's very like Mercury retrograde to do a re review of what Mercury retrograde means. <laughs> <laughs> so, which is sort of like the punchline, right? Like when there's Mercury retrograde, it's a really good time for reviewing to go back over, you know, we not to assume just that the information sources you use are the only ones to use, that the way that you communicate your style of sharing is the only way. Like go back over to see, is there another way that I can more clearly access ideas, thoughts, and insights and share them with others? And again, you know, it's really important because we can get a different vantage point, like the planet is seemingly going in a different direction and therefore has a different lens. We have at the, our behest a different lens through which we can look at the Mercury realm. So mm. rewrite, re-edit, reconsider, re-communicate, re-, re, 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 right, right, like re-strategize, <laughs> like how you access insight, you know, reattend to how you then sort of synthesize your thoughts and then again how you share that. So just that's the my sort of general thoughts. What about yeah. you? Or do you want to dive into the signs? 
Yeah, well, no, I really, what's interesting to me too is this is going to be happening over the holiday for, yeah. for most of us, right? So, you know, right after, oh, it's before the Christmas holiday and it goes right up to New Year's. So I'm thinking, ha, huh, well, that's going to be interesting. So it's a great time to be mindful about slowing down. That's one of the things that we say during a Mercury retrograde. It starts in Capricorn is, you know, slowing down, not being in a rush, really crossing that I's and crossing those T's and just being aware that things could kind of come to the surface around families or gatherings or there's things where there's communication going on and there could be miscommunication. Like it could be like, I thought you were coming at four on Sunday and you're like, no, I'm actually here Saturday at noon. So, you know, <laughs> double check, <laughs> double check those invitations and save the dates because it could get a little mixed up. Yeah, I think that's really, really good advice. <laughs> um, you know, it's just thinking how like Mercury retrograde, like during the holidays is like reusing your gift wrapping, right? Or maybe yes, even yes. re-gift, re-gifting, right? Like how the past really has prize, you know? And so really perhaps to, you know, that could be a good time as you're gathering with friends and family to like, you know, if there's things that feel stuck in the past mm-hmm. to like go back and reattend to them and bring them back, ideally with care and compassion, you know, to be looked at again and recommunicated. And maybe there'll be like some important breakthroughs that happen. Yeah, I think that's definitely possible. And I, again, it all comes down to, I think, that mindfulness. And here we are talking about, you know, friends and families and holidays and celebrations. We do have that Sagittarius new moon on, um, what, the 12th? It's the day before, no, the day after on the 14th. Uh, nope. What's the date on the Sag new moon? The 12th. Okay, the 12th. I do. Yeah. I was close, right? No, you got it right the first time. And then, yeah. Okay, so, because to me, Sag New Moon is kind of a party moon, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a time where we're in that buoyant Sagittarius energy, which loves to be outgoing and, you know, commune with the masses and have some fun. Sagittarius, of course, is always a sign of overindulgence. Sag says more, more, more. So I think it's kind of fun to have that Sag, you know, New Moon right in the middle here. Yeah, I mean, the Sag Moon, like initiating a new chapter of, you know, how do I want to explore? How do I want to quest? How do I want to have my life feel like it takes up more space that I know more that I have also like, you know, I'm looking for more meaning. You know, I always like thinking about how the word why or the question why I should say is so Sagittarius, right? To really look (laughs) for understanding like, you know, what's the why behind anything, my motivation, what I like or why things are happening in the world at large. And so that feels really, you know, I love that time of year. But the fact that that Mercury retrograde happens the day after and it's like stationing around that time, you know, it does feel really important to be really, you know, yes, we're a but we're ebulent. I couldn't even pronounce that word almost like Sagittarius is so (laughs) ebulent. It's like this ebulent time during Sag season, especially around that new moon. And yet we have to really be careful still to go slow and not to just quickly push forward when Mercury is going retrograde. And it's about 
reviewing. And so that actually has me think, you know, if you are going to do intention setting around that Sag new moon and then Mercury retrograde goes, you know, retrograde the next day, you know, maybe there's some goal, right, that is from your past that you can sort of dust it off because perhaps you didn't fully um, reach it, reach that aim to have that be part of what you're intentioning for that new moon on the 12th. Oh, I love that. And I love that you use the word aim, like Sagittarius shooting those arrows. My aim is true. And the other thing that's coming to my mind is Sagittarius, when you're talking about being the why sign, why, why is the sky blue? Why am I here? You know, Sagittarius is a philosophical and spiritual sign. So during that time, it could be also a great time to open yourself up to new ways of looking at different philosophies about how you move through life or different spiritual practices or disciplines. It might be a really great time to bring that in as well. Yeah, I think that that's really, really important. And I've been thinking too about, you know, Sagittarius with its like questing for truth and it's <laughs> questing for meaning that it, you know, can also, it's very much about the beliefs, like what I believe that can get a little over ebullient and can be a little mm. bit like soap boxy, if you will, you know, so I think or dogmatic. <laughs> so, so I think that it's important whether during Sag season around that new moon, or maybe perhaps that's part of the, um, the gift. If we were to focus when Mercury goes back into Sag on the 22nd in its retrograde, where we can actually take a different look at how we connect to and understand what is truth, how we connect mm. to and really sort of hone what we believe and then what our relationship is to them and whether we feel it's of import to like share that with others, right? Or convert right. them to our our beliefs, <laughs> you know? And I think especially at this moment in, I mean, it, it's very escalated right now in terms of with the, with the world, in terms of like, what's true, right? And that sense of like righteousness, like, and it like, can we maybe like open up some space so that we're not so rigid in truth, our own truth, so that we could actually have some sort of accord and understanding of other orientations of truth of where others are coming from. What a beautiful energy to hold for, for this period. I, I, I love that. And, you know, when we're talking about intentions too, we're going to skip ahead and then we'll Mercury retrograde back, but <laughs> the Mercury retrograde does go direct on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. New Year's, New Year's Day. Day. Okay. No, New Year's Day. New, my, Year's Day. New Year's, New Year's Day. Day. Okay. So if we're thinking about intentions, right, and, and Mercury's going to shift direct, that period perhaps between the middle of the month and, you know, as we get into the new year, it's going to be a great time to think about what do I want for 2024? It feels weird to say 2024, but what do I want this year? And to get real intentional about it. And on that same day, we also have Jupiter stationing direct um well yes well on the 30th actually of december oh my God. the 30th the 30th i'm sorry my my dates are a little crazy today but yes yeah so on the 30th of december jupiter stations direct and then as you shared mercury stations direct on the first i but i go i want to go well, i'm going to mercury retrograde back to something you said you that i that. thought was so great related to like intention for for the new year is that you know, perhaps when Mercury is retrograde, right, beginning on the 13th of December through the 1st, 
it's a really good time to look back at, right? So let's, why not take that moment to really look back and review the year of 2023 to see like, what was this year about for me? You know, what did I experience? What did I learn? What beautiful opportunities got created? What challenges emerged? And how does all of that to synthesize that? And how does all of that inform how I am and where I'm standing right now, as well as inform then where I want, you know, what I want to ideally set in motion in 2024. And because as you noted, right, like, Jupiter will have just turned direct, right, on the 30th. So then here we are in the first and Mercury goes direct. Then we can just have the winds at our back to put those aims and inspirations out forward to ideally have them see the future. Yeah, that feels really meaty, <laughs> very meaty. It's like, I think that's a wonderful opportunity to do that. And also just what's the big takeaway for you in 2023? And I, for me, you know, besides it was a very intense year, when I really start to think about it, my gosh, there were a lot of takeaways and a lot of growth and a lot of change. And I don't know, have you ever heard that phrase before that how you end something is how you begin? begin something. Mm. And I like to that apply that here. If we can be, I'm, I'm overusing the word mindful today. So if, Steph, if you got a better word, let me know. But to be really conscious and mindful and pay attention to what the journey has been this year, as you're saying, is going to set us up for the for 2024, hopefully. Yeah, I love that, right? Like reviewing the journey instead of just going mm. into the new year in just like a like, okay, well, what's next? It's where have we been? What have we done? You know, wh what did we experience? Like, what would we, are we so happy that this is how we approach things? How may we have wanted to like do something different now that we have that 2020 or 2023 hindsight? Um, and like, how does that then seed perhaps a clearer vision for really moving forward with great growth and, you know, like an expansion for 2024, which feels really sort of interesting timing, right? Because with Jupiter going, Jupiter, the planet of yeah. growth and expansion feeling really large, you know, it, it's energy really large at the beginning of the year because it has just turned direct just two days, you know, before on the 30th, like it feels like maybe there's extra, I don't know, mm. juice or juju yeah. or mojo or what is celestial mojo, if you will, for like, <laughs> then like having our intentions sort of seed that sense of like, positive, I don't like positive and negative, but like, yeah, just growth, inspiration, expansion. Yeah, you know, I think that the Jews or the oomph that you're talking about, that Jupiter oomph at the end of the year with Jupiter being direct and Mercury being direct. Right. So it could be where you, you're going through all your intentions and reviewing the year and it feels like a quiet process and a process of like gaining clarity. And then boy, New Year's Eve comes and you're going to be like, I think I might be clear. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting too, like that, you know, but that Jupiter, so much Jupiter energy around yeah. New Year's Eve and so much Mercury energy around New Year's Eve. I mean, it won with all that Jupiter feels like celebrate or like <laughs> bigger is better. Go bigger, go home or whatever we say about those things. But also, um, 
you know, a lot of communication, right? Like there mm-hmm. may be mm-hmm. that sense of, you know, lots of news or lots of input or lots of emails. And just to make sure, like, you don't get your wires crossed, right? Whether that's about, like, you know, end of year things that you need to do because of, like, the tax calendar, I don't know, or your New Year's Eve plans, right? Really right. go slow it down. Pay attention, sort of locate yourself in time and space, Mm. and just to really see, like, where am I at and what do I want to do in the moment in terms of also, like, in the here and the now and planning for the future? Because if not, it feels like there could be a little bit of, like – frenzy energy, if you will, right? Like lots of just sort of quickness. I mean, it's – Jumbly. Jumbly. I love that. Jumbly. Jumbly. You were doing a little jumbly dance there, I think. I uh, yeah, jumbly. Uh, you know, it's just like this is very expansive energy, but in the expansion, you know, you one can become too expanded and overwhelmed. I think exactly. that's kind of what you're talking about. Yeah, that's a that's a good thing to be mindful about. Definitely, yeah. along with that champagne, <laughs> which I'm already looking forward to. Yes, your place or mine, Stephanie. <laughs> All right. So since we're talking about moons and all of that, let's talk about the full moon, which is in Cancer this month. And I believe, yes, the day after Christmas, if I actually have my dates right. You know, Cancer is such a nurturing energy, family, community, ancestors, food, (laughs) all of that kind of stuff. So that's probably going to be a kind of a nice energy the day after Christmas. But we're going to add on something with Chiron. But talk us a little bit about the uh, Cancer full moon. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it feels sort of Christmassy, end of the year, Kwanzaa-ish, holiday-ish, you know, Hanukkah-ish, all, all of that, right? Like Cancer also is the archetype of the mother, right? And so it's the moon yes, in Cancer yes. where the moon is so happy, the sun being in Capricorn, which is the mm. archetype of the father, Right. So the yeah. bringing together of the mother and the father, which is not necessarily meaning like your personal mother and father. Right. But like bringing together those archetypes within yourself, you know, really holding, mm, you know, sort I of high that. regard for how do you embrace both the maternal, the tending, the feelings, that sense of protection and that sense of stability, security, making way in the in, in the world, making your way in the world. So it always, you know, yeah. it could be really also a nice reflection of, you know, personal family relationships, you know, in terms of yeah. like looking at, well, what did I learn from my mother? What did or the or the mm. mother line, you know, or, or the or the mothers in the family? What did I learn from father or the father, the the father figures in the family, both in terms of what I learned that I'm like, yes, I'm gonna take that with me. And no, I would like to do that a different way. But I feel like there's some sort of yeah. beautiful reconciliation that we can have. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And, you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking about, I think, you know, the holidays can be a tough time for people as well. If you feel like you don't have that family, but we all have families of choice and we all have those wonderful friends. And so whatever you're doing and whoever you're with to make sure that you're giving yourself that feeling of being connected and make sure you're giving that feeling of like, it's okay to reach out or, you know, be involved because I feel like I want that nurturance of that feeling. So even if you don't have it in your immediate, you know, birth family, it's all around you. So don't, don't forget that. Exactly. It's like, what structures can you put into place, Capricorn, that best nourish you? 
can't, which yes. is like the cancer archetype. So yeah, yes. so cancer full moon, but it is very interesting that it is like right after Christmas. And then as to your point, it's also the day that Kyra, ow, sorry about that. I just sort of stabbed myself with my earring. Ow. How That's Chiron very, like, is that? Exactly. That was so Chiron, which is the archetype of wounded healer. So <laughs> Exactly. I shouldn't Synchronicity. Be I shouldn't be like fidgeting with the things on my desk. Um, yeah, so, okay, so Chiron direct, right? In Aries, which is like sharp pointy things like my earring post. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So, um, yeah, so very strong Chiron energy, the days around, you know, Christmas, the days around the end of the year, you know, looking at where are our wounds and where is our healing potential? Like, what are those sorrows that we that we live with that we have to, you know, make do with that we have to embody that we have to accept? And maybe also like, how has that informed our life. And, you know, again, I think too about, you know, just that potential of what is, where is our healing power? And healing power doesn't necessarily just mean like, you know, healers and the body, right? But it's just that your presence, like the gift and beauty of your presence can be a solve for other people around you. And I think that the embrace of that, that could be the best holiday gift ever that we give ourselves. I think that's a beautiful way of exploring, um, exploring or you know, interpreting Chiron. And, you know, just to remember, if you want to really dig in here, look at what house you have Chiron in natally, because that's going to give you a little bit more feedback or information around where that story is going to be unfolding. For example, I have my Chiron natally in um, my seventh house, so which is relationships, but this is transiting Chiron. So see what house it's transiting in. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's, and it's give a, you it's more information. Sorry, I was just interrupting you. Sorry, go ahead, go. That's okay. <laughs> it's in Aries. You were going to say it was in Aries. Chiron exactly. and Aries. So look at the house that you have Aries on the cusp of. Yeah. And that yeah, will. And I would also say. <laughs> Are you sure it's not the Mercury retrograde yet? Do you think when we do the podcast that we actually embody the energies before they actually ha- is that what's happening here? <laughs> I actually feel that way. Like, I mean, I feel I've felt that way before in my past, like when I'm writing about something and it's not yet happened, but it's like it's it it's happening. Like, gives it a lo- voice. <laughs> um, oh yeah, there's one other thing I wanted to say about Chiron because it's not necessarily just sort of wounds and sorrows. Let's say that happen to you that are not within your control. They're things that happen around you, you know, in your family or in your society, in your world around you. But also I feel like the chironic wounds are those self-limiting narratives that we carry, right? Where we yeah. then sort of make up a story because, and then we find evidence to support that story. You know, that whole, you know, I raised my hand in third grade and the teacher just quickly like looked at me and then looked, asked somebody else, you know, asked Bobby to answer the, the question <laughs> where we might be like, well, you know, nobody likes what I have to say or, you know, whatever story we make yeah. up at that moment. And then we start to build in with looking for that evidence. And so I think that during strong Chiron times, like this, like when it's going direct on the 26th to really look at what are those stories that I carry with me and almost to start to see like, oh, wait a minute, maybe they're actually just sort of made of smoke and mirrors, like that this is actually not true and that I can have a new lens through which I can see myself and the world around me. 
Yeah, I think that's great. And I think that's why as an astrologer that Chiron work can be so powerful when you're working with your natal chart and working with your Chiron and, and again, letting go of the old story. And also, as you're saying, celebrating the gift, that gift that is in that story and bringing, yeah. bringing that forward. I think that's a, a lovely way to go. Okay. What? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Stephanie. Yeah. Well, no. So Winter inter- Stalsis. Well, I was going to say there's the winter solstice, but you know what there also is? And I think that this might be the ener- some of the energy that we're feeling is because there's so much planetary movement in December, right? There's mm. so many planets like going direct that one of the ones that we didn't speak to, which is one of those ones that are sort of easy to forget because it's the planet that actually makes you sort of forget, if you will, <laughs> or can be sort of spacey, is Neptune right? stationing yes. direct on December 6th. And, you know, again, around those days when a planet shifts direction. So again, around December 6th, very strong Neptune energy. Neptune, the planet uh, that reminds us that there's a porosity, a permeability, a sense of unity, that we are really all one, and so that it inspires greater levels of compassion and empathy, you know. But Neptune could also be um, this sense of you know, what is real and what is not real and illusion and then disillusionment. Um, yeah. You know, the, we could also feel really dreamy or our dreams could actually also be very strong around these times. Mm-hmm. So it's a beautiful moment for art and inspiration and turning to our intuition and, you know, really opening our hearts in this deeper, empathetic, compassionate way. Yeah, and again, especially because Neptune's in Pisces, so it's in its, you know, it's a native sign, so it's just Neptune, Pisces, Pisces, Neptune, which is so watery. And, you know, I have my moon natally in Pisces. I love that Pisces energy and flowing with it. And here we are talking about looking at things differently and being compassionate and with all of that. Also, Pisces rules the imagination. And it's a great time to, especially as we're going into the new year, is imagine the possibilities. Imagine, you know how they say it can't happen unless you can envision it or imagine it. And there's a great quote by William Blake, where he calls the imagination, he believes it's the Holy Ghost. And so it's this very spiritual energy, this force that if we can cultivate can be so amazing. So it might be a great time to really give yourself permission to imagine what do you really want in 2024. And I think for many of us, we get scared, like, well, I don't want to put it out there. What if I'm asking for too much, or I'm going to get disappointed? Hello, Chiron, or even like Neptune, disillusionment, but give yourself permission to imagine what could be possible for you in 2024. Yeah, it can just be this, uh, this like stream of beautiful inspiration. And, you know, of course, too, you know, with strong Neptune, we do sort of have to watch out for just sort of things disappearing or things Mm. dissolving, whether that's like, you know, structure, whether that's our boundaries. You know, I always think Neptune strong times are really good for looking at like our boundaries and codependence or enabling or, you know, this notion of where do I start and stop? Where do you start and stop? Like, you know, yes, we can sort of be in full embrace in great care, but how much, you know, at different times do we give 
over ourselves to others and then not at the behest of ourselves or even to them, right? So I think that, you know, Neptune, if you're sort of doing stellar sequencing and you're like, okay, when should I look at my boundaries? Like strong Neptune times are really good for that. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, one of Neptune's shadows is sacrifices where you're sacrificing your stuff for somebody else, which, you know, makes you a martyr. (laughs) I only know that from my own Pisces, my own Pisces moon. (laughs) All right. Good stuff, Steph. So, but back to the winter solstice, right? No, when I think of the winter, (laughs) when I think of the winter solstice, I think of, I don't know. I really think of things like Santa Claus. You know what I mean? I don't know why. Whatever, wherever you come from, or whatever your belief system is, we all got to believe in Santa Claus, right? Like those good wishes coming down the chimney. But yes, what the solstice is, of course, the shortest day of the year. But then we start to move very gradually into more dark. I mean, into more light. And so it's that death and rebirth. You know, the coming into the light energy. Yeah. And that just that whole sense of extreme, right? Yeah. Like really the embrace of the extreme. So, you know, and, and that shift, that cross, that cross, mm-hmm. that cross point where we're really like, there's a turning and just to really be, be in that space and be aware of that. So. Yeah, usually on the the salsas, there's an intensity to the day. There's a feeling, a heightened sense, because it is a sea change. We are shifting seasons officially. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. What do you think? Time for a tarot card? Let's do it. I'm so curious to know what December's will be. So I am shuffling, and as usual, I'm going to be shuffling and setting the intention for a tarot card to come forth that's going to give us the theme for December. And Stephanie, you just tell me when it's time to stop shuffling. I think that it is time now. Okay. So the card for December is, oh, you're going to love this, Stephanie, the Page of Cups. We have in my deck, the Couture I show the Page of Cups is a mermaid because she's the child of water. And here we are talking about that Neptune energy at the, you know, going direct that we're going to have this month. And so in the tarot, as I've said before, pages are like children. They don't know what they want to be when they grow up. And so there's so much freedom in like, I'm going to explore. I'm going to try new things. I'm going to go outside my comfort zones. I'm going to be innocent to new experiences because I don't have the baggage of an adult. I don't have like the agendas of adult. So the page of cups, because cups are water, feelings, emotions, the heart, intuition. It's really about having the innocence to go forward with an open heart and not to feel the need to protect yourself or have agendas or whatever it is. It's just to frolic in that beautiful sea with an open heart. And then, and this is one of your favorite lines, Stephanie, and treasure awaits and treasure Mm. awaits. So that is such a lovely card to have for the month. It just says, be open hearted, be, you know, allow your feelings to run, you know, be, see what happens and have an open heart. I love that. I love that too. That's so beautiful. So as we come to the end of this year, tell me, tell us, like, is, is there anything that you want to share about what you're up to right now? Well, yes, Stephanie, I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) (laughs) 
You know, one of the things I really opened up this year was I put on my little hat of being a having merchandise. You know, I have the Couture Tarot. So I have a shop now on the Couture Tarot page and I have the decks and now we have Couture Tarot candles. And mm. also I'm launching my new Couture Angel cards, which are so powerful. Been working on them for a while. So we're doing a launch on that. And also, as I do every year, your tarot card for 2024, where you can, um, you can uh, have me pick a card for you from the tarot deck that will give you the theme for your year. I, lo- I love those angels so much. They're so mm, gorgeous and their energy is so Thank strong you. and so potent. Thank you, Matt. Steph. What are you, yeah. what are you up to? Yeah. So a couple of things. One is, so I just announced, um, recently that for anybody who buys a gift certificate through the end of the year, and that gift certificate could also be used for yourself or to gift somebody else a session with me, I am donating 10% of that to the five, one of five different charities and you get to choose. So it just felt like a really nice thing to do during the holiday season is just, you know, give yourself a gift or your loved one a gift of more, you know, awareness and also like let's gift to the community. So that's great. That's really pretty much my big announcement. And then also just, you know, if you want to know what's sort of in the stars for you for 2024, you know, that is definitely something that I've been working now with a lot of my clients just to like, let's take a look at the year and see what are those opportunities? What are those waves for you to ride, you know, during the year and like, you know, looking at different points of of, of timing and stellar sequencing. So just something to consider. This is such a powerful time to get a reading at the end or the beginning of the year. So, well, happy new year. Merry, merry to you, Stephanie. And I just want to say happy new year to everybody out there. We so love and appreciate you. Yeah, really like happy holidays and just like, you know, during this time of like reflection as the end of the year comes just to like hold yourself and your loved ones really close and really, you know, to on the heels of Thanksgiving, just really thinking about gratitude, you know, gratitude to you, Megan, gratitude to everybody listening, you know, gratitude, of course, to our producers, Nick Batri and Sebastian Otecchio, just lots of gratitude to everyone. So Happy December, and we will see you next year. Bye.